Hello everyone, you're listening to Affiliate Journey, I'm your host Mildrag and happy Friday, as always new interview is coming out every Friday and new Solocast episode is coming out every Tuesday, so in case you're a first time listener, don't forget to subscribe for awesome content coming out every week. And our today's guest is very special, she is not only an awesome, awesome affiliate and digital marketer, but she's such a genuine and honest person, which is why I assume a lot of people love her. And that's actually like the point of marketing and affiliate marketing, getting people to know, like and trust you and actually helping people genuinely, not only doing it for the money. And Kathy Walls is exactly that person. She's embodying everything that she teaches. Uh, In this episode, we talked about how to actually hone in and get super niche specific, how to find your niche. We also talked a bit about how you should overcome a imposter syndrome, which let's face it, a lot of us, if not all of us have. And uh, lastly, we talked about how you shouldn't only focus on the Facebook if you run your business and also how to actually go about building your audience all right now before we dive into the episode just a quick reminder i'm releasing my course called affiliate footprint on youtube not even opt-in is needed just go on youtube type either affiliate footprint or affiliate journey or just go to the show notes at affiliatejourney.co slash kathy or slash mildrag and I will have the link to my YouTube channel over there. So go check out the course. Uh, I'm releasing module two currently, and there is a lot of a lot of good stuff. So anyway, uh, I think that would be all. Hope you're gonna enjoy the episode. you're listening to affiliate journey i'm your host Mildrag, and today i have wonderful kathy walls as my guest hi kathy welcome to the show how are you doing today doing great Mildrag. thanks for having me thanks for coming i'm i'm super happy about this one so could you could you introduce yourself tell us a little bit about your background story for people who don't know you and like why did you choose to work online yeah sure so like mia drag said my name is kathy walls i started online about eight to ten years ago in the e-com world so uh, we had a print-on-demand business that actually came about because uh, my husband does custom tile and hardwood surfaces installations so someone said, Hey, can you print on a tile? And he was like, I'll, I'll find out. So it was all by happenstance that it happened that, that we formed this business, uh, for one six by six tile. Uh, we figured it out and then our business grew from there. So I've been online for quite a while and I was in the e-com spot. And whenever you're in e-com, your products are your your front line. You are not in the front line. You always showcase your products. And um, I think about a year, October of last year in 2018, um, 
I was like, you know what? I want to figure out something else because I felt like I've grown it because I've already made quite a bit of money online, um, you know, through trial and error and all that stuff. Uh, I didn't have all this that you're seeing now. You didn't see the mentors online, or at least I didn't. I didn't even look for one, actually. It was all, you know, I started the business, I stopped the business, I started the business, I stopped the business. And I, I'm a, an accountant by trade. Uh, so I was getting really frustrated and I hated my job. So I figured out this e-com life and I, I made it really work. And then I thought, there has to be something different out there to help me grow as an individual because I felt like I was stalled out. So October of last year, uh, that's whenever I found uh, the One Funnel Away Challenge with ClickFunnels. So, uh, and it introduced me to that whole world. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna try affiliate marketing out, uh, which I already did some affiliate marketing, but I wanted to kind of up my game and figure it out some more. And that's when I, you know, did my e-com and then I did the affiliate marketing stuff on the side, um, which was a lot harder because I didn't really understand affiliate marketing. A lot of people think it's super easy, but it really isn't. Um, it's easy once you get going, but at first you're like, oh my gosh, I made a sale 45 days later, I'm getting the payout or, um, you know, I've made it by fluke. I don't even know how I did it. And so, um, just through trial and error and, uh, finding a mentor is what I did. And I was able to hone in on, um, with the e-com and the affiliate marketing and, um, I just grown as and a coach. I'm a coach now on some stuff as well. And it's just really for, uh, I think in February of this year, yeah, February of this year, I shut, I, I sold part of my e-com business that took a lot of my time so I could focus and grow some more. I still do e-com, but I do a lot of coaching and I do affiliate marketing, you know, so I'm everywhere. I love that. Looks like a lot of my guests and all good stories start with OFA. It's really, it's really something. Yeah, it really is. I didn't even know that. Um, well, honestly, my husband uh, is in the online world as well. He's not as heavy as I am because he has his own business, um, you know, doing the tile and, and hardwood stuff. He's like the best in the area. He doesn't have to advertise, but he's always had a passion for online. So he's kind of my counterpart to where if I don't know something, he knows the back end stuff. He knows the SEO. He knows the, um, you know, all that stuff in the back that nobody wants to deal with. Um, and he, he's my counterpart. He takes care of that. And he had, he builds our websites for our e-com. So he had a uh, click funnels. I didn't even know he had bought it. We had it for like four months and I didn't even know cause he does his thing. I do my thing. Um, and I, my whole e-com journey was on like Shopify and Etsy and stuff like that. Uh, Etsy's where I made over six figures at, um, you know, repeatedly. But, um, I was like, Hey Scott, so I f he went to work, came back. I'm like, I found this thing, and it's called the OFA, and it's with ClickFunnels. He goes, Yeah, we already have that. I'm like, What? And he goes, Yeah, I think it's a, a website builder, but I haven't had time to look at it. And I'm like, What? I didn't even know he had it. And he's like, Yeah, I just I think whenever you're used to coding and doing a whole bunch of extra stuff, the simplicity of ClickFunnels 
through him for a loop. So he just let it sit. And so I sat down and you know how they say, don't even open the software when you do the OFA, right? They, they say, don't open the software. You go through these processes. And then in the last week you open the software. Well, the first day I opened the software and I built a funnel. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he was like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Just click, drag, click, drag. Yeah. It was my speed, right? Cause I am not technical. And, um, but yeah, we had click funnels for four months, but I didn't even know we had it. But I ran across, I think it was a Steve Larson um, advertisement somewhere. And because um, I was taking Ty Lopez's uh, SMMA course for social media marketing. So I can kind of look at the back end of some of that and learn because I'm constantly learning. And uh, I ran across that. And that's how I came across the OFA for the first one. And I took every single one of them, but two so far. Oh, wow. And tell me what is like, what is the biggest takeaway you had in the first one and what steered you towards first affiliate marketing? The, the first one, I was so freaking lost. I had no clue. I was like, it was the last week whenever Steve was like, okay, now with all the information you have, you can build your funnel. And I was, did not have anything. Cause I wanted to do affiliate marketing, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and I had been learning and with affiliate marketing guys, it's easier if you have a niche so you can put a whole bunch of stuff together, uh, that is in the same area, the same realm. You don't want to sell dog products to someone that's doing online marketing. Right. And you don't want to be shooting in the dark either. You want, you want to be able to, to have a clear direction. Um, I didn't have a clear direction and I was sitting there freaking out because I thought I really wanted to be the one that got on that call with Steve Larson. Right. I wanted to be that guy. And I wasn't. And I, I was like, what am I going to do? What is it I'm going to do? So I started a page for my pets. I have two dogs and a cat. I have a, a ton of videos and pictures. So I put up a Facebook page group page, and I brought in over a thousand people and my first funnel was an ugly funnel about, um, getting, uh, let's see here, a calendar, a pet calendar. So you want a chance for your pets to come in and be on the calendar. One of the 12 spaces, give me your email, drop me the thing. And then I upsold them the calendar. And then I upsold cause I still had my printing business. I upselled a um, pet mat and a dog mom cup. I got over 200 emails in seven days. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I made sales on an ugly funnel. And it was just spur of the moment. I didn't know what I was doing. That's... I had no clue. The first time was so overwhelming. So I took it again um, in January. And I was like, okay. I really, I really got to focus on this. And I told my husband, I'm like, I already went through the e-com um, busy season, you know, November, December and well, October, November, December. And I had to focus on that. So I had to put click funnels to the side. And in January I took the next OFA and I started helping people because I noticed people were like me on the first one. So they were like, how am I going to follow you? Where, where do I follow you to get your answers? So I made my group. And I never advertise my group. I never say, come to me, you know, or um, 
you know, any of that stuff. So I have like almost 600 people in there. Uh, but whenever I had about a hundred people, a little over a hundred, I started doing affiliate sales in there and started making money because it was all niched towards online marketing. It was all niched towards, um, you know, making the money online and how to do that affiliate and e-com. And I was able to sell to people inside there because they knew me, they liked me, they trusted me. So I started making money. And how did you, no, let's first go with this. Uh, what is the struggle that you see people usually having like that first block with affiliate marketing? We all had at the beginning, like, yeah. what is it and how did you first overcome it and had that like really good success? Was it because you were already successful in e-com or you just had a different mindset? Well, I think mindset has a lot to do with um, anything online because it's hard. It's not easy. People, I think, feel like, you know, okay, I can work online for a couple hours a day and that's all I need. But at first, you're doing a lot of work for free because you're showing people what you know. I think a lot of people struggle at this point, at the beginning point, is because they don't understand affiliate marketing. I think they feel like it's an easy way out because they don't have to come up with their own products. And now I see that all the time, just by everybody that I talk to. I'm like, okay, so you don't have to come up with your product, but you still have to have a niche or a niche, whatever, however anybody says it. Here in the Midwest, I say niche. But you have to know what direction you want to go because you can't not have a clear direction. And, you know, someone go, if somebody says, I need to learn affiliate marketing, the e-com, they know they can go to me because I put that out there. That's what I know that, you know, I can coach you on that. I know what to do. Um, but if you have no specific journey, then that's where these people get lost because they're like, I want to do affiliate marketing. And I'm like, okay, great what are you going to do it in? You know, affiliate marketing and e-commerce are so similar as yeah. in, you know, we don't have our own products. We're selling other people's products. Um, print on demand. I, I made my own designs and I printed, shipped, designed. I talked to everybody. I did all of that with a helper. Um, but that's like affiliate marketing right? You're, you're, you're basically taking someone else's product and you're selling it to these people until I found the niche that I wanted to sell in with my e-com. I did not take off. So I took that, what I learned from that. And I'm like, okay, so I need to niche down when I niche down, then I can go out and find products that are suitable for these people and introduce them to them. A lot mm. of people don't do that. How would you recommend people to niche down, say they are new and they heard you like, okay, I get to get really specific about my niche. What are maybe your core strategies around getting the right niche for you? Because we are all so different. We are. Just find out what your passion is. There is a lot of people that say, work your passion. And there's a hundred percent truth to that. Um, if your passion is um, helping people in the medical field, then find those people that need that help and solve their problems with affiliate products. If your passion is your animals, like I still run my um, Adventures to Bear Molly page. I think there's like 1,400 people on there, but I can sell to them because it's all niched down, right? So I sell dog and pet prop or stuff to them. 
basically, if you have a passion, hone in on that passion, find where these people hang out, and then put them in a group of your own. And then feed them full of information. If you're constantly feeding them full of information, they're going to get to know you. They're going to get to like you. They're going to get to trust you. And they'll start buying the products. You don't have to have a group of 10,000 people. You don't have to have a group of 1,000 people. But if you have the right audience in front of you, with 100 people, you can start making sales. It was going to be my, my next question. Like, How did you get those people to know like and trust you and even love you is it just like providing value or is there like more to it oh the first like it was february is when i opened up the group my facebook group and it wasn't until june that i was able to start selling them and that was because i wanted to um whenever i i found my audience my target audience and it was people just coming into the market you know, I've seen a lot of people struggling. They really want this freedom. But they don't know what to do, right? So I'm like, okay, that's why I did the OFA all those times. Because I would go in there. I have my Facebook profile set up for business. So I would go into these groups where these people hung out. And I wouldn't sell them. I wouldn't sell them on me or anything. I would answer their questions. And by answering their questions and looking and seeing what they are having problems with, I was able to write those down and then come up with products to help these people. Because once I started helping them repeatedly and they kept seeing my name and name and name, they would click on my profile and go over to my free group. That's how I grew it. It's not overnight by any means. It yeah. took me, what, four months. All right. Tell me now, uh, I think one of the, like, one of those three, like trust is trust is probably maybe the most important in affiliate marketing because you There's can see people like here is the link, but it's not my affiliate link. Like he's justifying because they assume you have like a second agenda, like you're doing right. it because of commission. So how, how do people approach that? How to gain trust of first, if you don't have an audience, like how, why would someone trust some? you right. and then if you have one yeah with affiliate marketing um uh, with any kind of marketing online it, it there is the no like trust factor so people need to get to know you so if you're on facebook and you're putting your people inside like potential clients in your friends list then you need to make sure they see you all the time so it could be a face facebook post it could be a live it could be you know liking the their stuff and commenting on their stuff and getting that going and then also going into the groups where your people hang out and just dropping that value that's how it just builds it because they constantly are seeing your name everywhere right um youtube videos are big um putting out the value it, on some of the courses or you know products that you are wanting to eventually sell them put reviews out on them put um, you know, anything like how to do this, you know, how to use this software and then, you know, do tutorials and whatnot. The whole fact of affiliate marketing is time. And that's exactly what it is. If you want to do it right and do it long in for longevity. Right. And you don't have to, I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't even, I don't want a group. Well, then you're going to be paying for ads. 
you know, and I, I don't want to have to pay that. Right. I'll, I'll take that extra step to put people in my group. So, and it, they also tell their friends who tell their friends and they come in and they keep coming in and keep coming in. So word of mouth gets it. So, and then they constantly see me in these groups. They also see me in my group. They see me on my Facebook page. They see me everywhere. And that is what grows, you know, four months isn't bad for the no like trust factor at all. Four months from coming from behind my products to frontline is not bad, but I was constantly posting. I was constantly answering questions and building up that game plan of who I was going to serve and what problems I was going to solve and then nailing them with it. I love this. Like you're, you're pretty much speaking about the things I plan on talking and already started talking in my free course. So I'm not, I know I'm on the right way, (laughs) (laughs) right path. So that's cool. Okay. So tell me, uh, one of the problems I see often, and I had it myself, I think all of us had it, was like imposter syndrome syndrome for mm-hmm. people who are new. How do how would you recommend they overcome that or tackle that or go oh, despite man. that? I think everybody has that. I think everybody all the time is going to have that because we're constantly, as entrepreneurs, we are constantly pushing ourselves um, past the point of comfort. Uh, that's that way we grow. Right. And in order to do that, you have this feeling of imposter syndrome. Um, I still have it and I've made multiple six figures in, um, e-com, but I'm still like, well, what do I know? Right. What, what do I know? And then I have to just kind of bring my, myself back and think, okay, well, there's somebody that's just starting or, uh, what's uh, Russell Brunson always says, there's always somebody, a chapter behind you right? And you can always teach them. Imposter syndrome is a confidence thing. Um, But I bet Tony Robbins has it. I bet Gary Vee has it. I bet, you know, all these big names have imposter syndrome because we are constantly pushing ourselves to the limit. All I tell everybody is that it's natural, that um, I don't say fake it till you make it. Be honest right? Be honest about where you are in your journey because people relate to that. So if you're going in and you're saying, I am just starting, but I want you to follow my journey. You know, I want you to follow my journey. See, you know, you'll get the wins when I win, you'll get the loses when I lose, and you will get to see 360 all around what I'm going through. If you're open about where you're at, imposter syndrome kind of isn't as heavy on you. You know, so I've only made five figures in affiliate marketing and I'm, you know, tweaking my journey and doing all that um, with affiliate marketing, but my wins are shared with my people and my losses are shared with my people. Just imposter syndrome is something if you, you know, if you're, you're on the right track, if you feel it, because that means you're pushing yourself past your limits. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It really sure. is. It yeah. really is. Um, so tell me, uh, what is now after you are already a year and some something over in affiliate marketing, mm-hmm. when you look back on your journey, what is one thing you will do more of that you now know 
didn't know at the time. And one thing you do less of, which was maybe a waste of, of your time before, yeah. and now you have better oh, view and yeah. clarity. Yeah, this one is good because I would do more YouTube videos. Um, my YouTube, uh, I have a whole bunch that, see, Scott does all my YouTube editing and all that stuff and what have you. I would do a ton more and he's always on me to record, but I never make the time for that. So all of my stuff has been done without YouTube. And I think, you know, if I would have had all those YouTube videos up that he says to get done, um, my five figures would probably be six figures because that's where a lot of people go for all the training and, you know, how do you, it's the second biggest search engine, right? Yeah. How do you do this? How do you do that? Or review on this. Um, it's huge. And I think I missed the boat on that. And I think that is just because I spent so much time dropping value and, and trying to get the people to know me, to like me and trust me. And I was just exhausted by then. Um, so I would do more YouTube videos. I always tell everybody to, to crank out them videos. Um, what I would do less of, I would do less. I, I always overthink a lot of things. So I think that hinders me at points. Because I'm like, okay, should I do this? Should I not do this? Um, so I, I just overanalyze everything. And it hinders us whenever we're trying to just crank out the information and the volume and stuff. So it's really interesting that you asked me this because it's close to the end of the year. And we're looking at, you know, what we're going to do for the next year and our projections and, and what we want to get done and all that. Um, I take on too many projects at once. I'm, I'm bad at that and I'm bad at overanalyzing. So um, those are two things I'm going to fix this next year. Um, and Scott's backing off on some of his work with his business. Um, so that way he can help grow mine a little bit more. Uh, um, and I think with all of that and him, you know, beat me over the head to get things done and, and to not overanalyze, we'll, we'll crush 2020 easy okay i have a couple eight things to say on that first one you are like I, I don't know fifth guest who said youtube i will do more youtube yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i have a small challenge for you yeah. i started i don't know if you see i i'm forgetting the guy's name he posted like 10 value posts about youtube in click funnels group like in the past 10 days mm -hmm. i don't know if you saw any and I haven't, I haven't the, been online for about four days if that tells uh, you anything. So at the end of every day, he would challenge everyone uh, to do, to post a video on YouTube every day, no matter what, for 30 days with no intention of like getting subscribers or sales, just to put right. something out there and to practice and to commit. And I started that time on day, this will be day eight. Are you, so, so you're getting them? You're getting them all done? Yeah, I'm getting nice. them done. So you can consider that challenge. That would be interesting. Maybe it will get it's you going. It's actually on my board. Goals by December 31st. 25 oh, videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's something you can do. Yeah. YouTube is huge. And I really, 
I, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I think YouTube is changing some of their um, guidelines and whatnot there. Um, but, you know, with the help of tools like um, TubeBuddy and all that, we're able to really hone in on keywords and, and to, to do them right. So, um, yeah, YouTube is one that's going to be big for us, especially going into the, to the new year. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm doubling down on YouTube. And I'm as well like you. I took too much on myself. I'm starting to doing, I'm start doing too much things at once. So that's another pro problem I'm having. So I can advise you on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard whenever you really want to get your name out there and you really want to get moving, you take on anything you can uh, with value. Um, you know, I don't just take on stuff to take on stuff. I take on stuff that I know is going to be of value to the people it's serving and to myself. Um, but I've been offered so much so quick that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to um, get it all done and in prompt and, and in excellent form. I don't want it, you know, anything that I produce to come out and not be worth anything. So that's another thing you want to make sure if you are doing projects, and you are doing stuff that it is of good value and you're just not shooting in the wind and offering crap. There's too many people out there like that and I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Oh, all right. Tell me now, uh, you mentioned like building a group and what I hear in hindsight is build your audience. And in my opinion, that's probably like if you're going to do affiliate marketing it's the one thing that's essential to do like it you really don't is. want to always yeah to always pay for ads and even if you are and making money if you don't create audience out of those ads you are like missing Mr. out yes yeah. so absolutely what can you share with people who are starting out and don't have their audience how should they start building and growing their audience right so it, it, assuming that you already have a niche or an area that you want to go down and you want to you want to tackle you would need to go and find where these people are um and then you need to drive them over to your group now i always say open up your group and it can be just you and one other person in there and start putting content in there so that way whenever you invite people over into your group they have something to look at. You don't want them to come to an empty group. Um, my people came to an empty group because they were like, where can I follow you? And I'm like, I don't even have a group. And they're like, can you make one real quick? Uh, so that's how I did it. And then I went live for 30 days every day for the OFA challenge. I did a recap and as, you know, ask me any questions you have over the day's stuff. So I built my content as I was you know, building these, you know, putting these people in there. Um, but if you're already, you know, you're, you're trying to get everything going, start your group in the niche that you have, make sure your title is keyworded. So that way people can find you and fill out all the information in the back end of the group, put some stuff in there, go to where these people are hanging out. Cause chances are, you're going to know, right. You're going to, there's groups for anything. There's groups for dogs. There's groups for, um, 
people with children with disabilities or um, anxiety groups are everywhere. And then just go in there and don't spam them. For the love of Pete, do not go in there and spam them, but go in there and drop a value post. Go in there and um, talk to them about, you know, whatever they ask a question and you know the answer, you know, get, you know, if you don't know the answer, because there was a lot of times I didn't know the answer, I would go into the ClickFunnels group and then they'd ask a question. I would contact, I would sit on ClickFunnels help and type in their question, get the answer and then put it into the group as the answer because there was times I didn't know right but you know what they were just too lazy to go in and type it type in and find the answer themselves most times you can just google it and find the answer but these people once they've seen okay well I know what I'm talking about boom over into the group that's how they would do it make sure your Facebook profile is set up for business so that way when they click on it and say who is this person that's answering the questions you can say, join my free group here on blah, blah, blah. That's how you do it. That's how everybody does it. And it's, it's, it's because it's a proven theory. And Facebook groups are the way that Facebook is going now. They're, they're emphasizing groups. They want to keep people inside of Facebook. So groups are getting priority. Yeah. So you would recommend everyone or almost everyone to build their tribe in a Facebook everyone. group? I, I think everyone, if your people are on Facebook anywhere, I think everybody should have a Facebook group. I really do. Here's a word of advice. Don't be the only admin. Well, you can be the only admin. Actually, don't be the only admin. Make sure you have somebody else that you know and trust. It could be your mom, but I had somebody go, I had a Facebook group. I was the only admin and my profile got locked out because of some kind of spam stuff went out and they lost their profile because it was reported to Facebook and it wasn't anything with them, but they had seven days they could not get into their group because they were the only admin. So that's just a little pro tip. Make sure you have somebody in your family or whatever. They don't even have to be in the group to do anything, but you want to be able to have access to that group just in case something happens to your profile i'll actually follow that advice after <laughs> the interview is over yeah i have my husband in there as an admin because after that happened i'm like oh no i need to be able to get in there and do you know do something in this time right so you want to make sure um you have that because they he thought he was going to have to start a whole new group and everything which would have been awful actually i think he did start a new group i'll have to look at that again because he couldn't get in yeah i got scared if i may say so when <laughs> i don't know if you are a familiar name sam love he was pretty active in click funnels group big, big name he was also on my podcast anyways yeah. long story short his entire business and income and everything was based on facebook like okay. he, he was driving ads, he had his group, he was doing organic, like everything was on Facebook. And he had some unsatisfied customer and he reported him at Facebook for like, his real name was Samuel and he was like Sam. Oh yes, I did see that, yes. And he got blocked out of Facebook and lost everything, lost his job, his group, his everything. And like, that's pretty scary. Like, That's Mark, the other thing. I tell everybody, don't just be on Facebook. 
you need to be everywhere. Um, because if Facebook shuts down tomorrow, you don't want you to lose your business. So Facebook isn't the only place my stuff is at, right? So I have a .com. I have um, other places. I'm on Instagram and um, YouTube and all of that. So Facebook is not my only source. And you don't want it to be your only source as well. Because just like he had, everything was shut down and he his business stopped. Yeah, that's that's one problem. Uh, as much as I love this tip, like people are telling to new folks, like focus on one product, one traffic source, and that's good for clarity and for like getting better at one thing. But if you are trying to leave your job, for example, and you mm -hmm. focused all eggs in one basket, and you are like, let's say Facebook and ClickFunnels, tomorrow ClickFunnels bans your Facebook or whatever, and you're out of income. Mm -hmm. So what would you advise to people? Well, actually, when they get those counter advices, yeah. like, should it's, one follow one path, yeah. one platform, <laughs> one product? You got to do what's best for you. You'll know what's best for you and what you can handle. I think what people are saying is focus on one product and one source because some people can't even do that. Um, whenever I went into it, I focused on two. Um, Pinterest is big for me and Facebook's big for me. I don't touch Twitter because I hate Twitter. I think Twitter is for teenagers and that's not in my market. Um, you know, because we what we do in our generation is we take over all these social media platforms from the teenagers, right? We see the opportunity for business and we're like, boom, we're there, right? TikTok. It's coming up, right? Everybody's talking TikTok. Um, I find what works for me and I do it. Here's the other thing. Find a mentor. You don't have, I mean, paid or not paid, but you can't have advice from this person, this person, this person, this person, and they're countering each other because what works for one person may not work for the, you know, next person. Or, you know, we, we tweak it to our own. We teach what we know. So if you're listening to a hundred different people, you're going to get a hundred different answers. So if you are wanting to do that, fine, but figure out which part of that you want to use and go for it. You know, if it seems like it's overwhelming, then scale back on something, you know, you got to figure it out. Uh, that's the whole thing. This, there's no A plus B equals C in the land of online marketing because Sometimes A plus C equals B. You know, there's no step by step by step. You do this, 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 it's going to work. You know, it's all about the person behind it. I love that answer. Mm -hmm. And that you reminded me when you said you focus on two products, like you probably know Spencer Meekham. Uh huh. The way he was like, the way he was seeing a lot of his success. He focused on one problem per se, but he mm -hmm. had complementary products that he promoted uh, around that problem or two problems. So I think it's wise to focus on maybe one core problem uh, and tie the products you're promoting around that problem and content as well around that problem yeah, and absolutely. around those products. So that's... Absolutely. That's he's a it. smart smart cookie <laughs> <laughs> i i really like him because he's genuine too so yeah um 
and he's humble. I mean, he's made a lot of money. I mean, he's blown my numbers out of the water, but he's humble and he remembers what it's to be, what it was to be like to be that beginner. So uh, Spencer is a great one to follow if you're wanting to do affiliate marketing. Um, I also follow people that are just starting their journey. Um, one, because they could be potential clients, but two, because I like to see everybody's wins um, and what they're doing. I just, I really, there's something about that when you get to a certain point, whenever you see other people win, it just makes you feel like, okay, yeah, there's a chance for me still. There's still a chance, not, not these people that have a million people on their list, but the people that are winning that have maybe a hundred people on their list or 500. I, I, to me, I just love seeing that because it just makes me feel better that, you know, we can share this world. There's a lot of money to be made online. Um, I don't care if you're doing the same thing as I'm doing. You could come into my group and you can ask questions because there's enough money to be made online that we are not competitions to say. So for me, watching other people win is amazing. Yeah, I agree. Now, tell me for someone new in the space, they don't know people. So uh, I agree that they should probably follow maybe one, two, two, or maybe three persons. But uh, how, how, do, how, do, how would you recommend they choose? Like with so many misinformation, fake gurus and all those stuff like how do they not get burned i tell you what um it's really hard to determine who's fake and who's real it's just watching people to see what they're doing and to see if um you mesh well with the way they teach because you know how when you go to school there's some teachers that work really well with you and then there's some people or teachers that don't and you can just kind of feel that these people can't teach me the way I need to know. You, you already know to stay away. Even if they're somebody that is a big name in the industry, if you don't mesh well with them and the way they teach, then don't follow them. You know, you don't need that added noise. Um, it took me a while. And there were some people that I had grown some trust in that I shouldn't have. Um, they were really good at hiding how... Um, fake they were, I guess, is the way. And they were kind of deceptive with that. Um, it's a learning curve. It's constantly a learning curve. And as I keep growing as an, a um, figure in this area, I still find people that I thought, oh, they would, they're okay. And then you hear, you know, by personal experience, by many respected people that they're not good. It's, you know, it's mind blowing. You just have to have your kind of have to have your guard up, but you also have to have it kind of down some so that way you can let yourself in and see what's up. But you got to listen to your head and listen to your gut. Well, I like the gut part. Like mm -hmm. it's probably screaming it sometimes and you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Just you, sometimes I, I was really disappointed this last year whenever I found out someone I really liked was a turd. And I was like... You know, that's, it's just heartbreaking and disappointing because you're thinking that they're doing good things out there and you, they're not. And it's just, you're going to get it. You're going to get it anywhere. It's a hard, it's hard game to see and follow. But that's one thing that I tell everybody. If you want to be taken as a figure that can be trusted and liked and known, 
make sure your life is out there. So you can go onto my Facebook profile and you can see everything. You can see my family life. You can see I do a barbecue brew and a podcast, which it's cold now. So I probably won't be doing that or live. I just go live randomly. Um, barbecue brew and a, I drink a beer and barbecue and you can ask me anything, you know, it's just putting myself out there so people can see me as more than just a marketer. They see me as a mom. They see me as a wife and a friend, you know, doing crazy, stupid stuff. You know, I'm just, I'm out there. So that way, if there's any questions on who I am, it's there for you to have answers. Yeah. That's the realization I had about a month ago. I was like, just putting out value, 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 value. And I saw not much engagement and stuff. And I was like, what was wrong? And I figured I wasn't putting myself out there, like right. my life, what I love, what I do, anything. I was just marketing. Business, affiliate yeah, you product. can't be that. Yeah, it was a lesson to be learned for sure. It is, uh, it really is. A lot of people don't even want to use their personal profile. Um, but if you're going to be in this space, you need to. You need to use your personal profile and you need to put yourself out there because there's too many fake people going out and there's too many just questions. And we're in the information age where people want to be, I mean, how many people are following celebrities in their lives and they're upset when something happens to them and it has nothing to do with them, right? It's yeah. because we, we have opened up this forum for everybody to be a part of everybody's business. So if you're going to be in the limelight, so to say, you got to open yourself up and be ready for scrutiny. I had my first hater and I don't even really, I didn't know him, but he was a friend on my Facebook feed and he uh, was a part of a group that I guess they go in and they say crap about people. I don't even know. And he just took one of my posts and said some negative stuff, which I was limelighting my husband for the hard work he does for you know us just because i'm making money and doing stuff doesn't mean he's not going to do what he does and loves right but he was poking fun of that and it really i was like well one i must have made it if he felt it significant enough to share something about my personal life right so i'm in the limelight it hurt because it was about me and my husband and but i don't even know this cat i don't know him he doesn't know me he does you know whatever so, you know, it's, you're going to have haters when you start making it. What they say, when you get your haters, that means you're making a difference in the world. Yeah. Love that. Being seen. It was hard. It was hard. Cause I, I text them because it was in a private group that was just crazy. It's dumb stuff. If you have time for that, then you're not doing your work. So don't join stupid groups like that. <laughs> <laughs> All you're right. not working hard enough or enough if you're in those kind of groups. <laughs> Tell me now, uh, I was thinking, what is, what is in your experience, you've done work with new people, uh, what is the biggest mistake you see they made in, when starting out with affiliate marketing? They give up too quick. Really? Yeah, a lot of people give up too quick. And I think it's because... They lack the direction. They don't really know what they want to do or what niche they want to go in. So they give up. And I see that in online marketing in general, um, across the board, doesn't matter. Um, they, 
they go onto Facebook with good intentions. Then they get lost in the social part of it versus the business part of it. And they end up wasting time on that. And then after a while, they're like, well, I'm not making any money. And I'm like, okay, well, how many offers do you have out there? And they're like zero. And then I'm like, how are you going to make any money? <laughs> I mean, if you really don't have any offers out there, how are you going to make any money? And why are you surprised? Right? So they give up too quick because they lack the direction. They don't know what they're going in for. A lot of people treat this as a hobby versus a business. It's a business. Whenever I come in and I sit down and I get on Facebook, I have an agenda on Facebook. Now, whenever I'm outside with my friends and I get on Facebook, that's, that's friend time. That's me time with, you know, whatever. But whenever I come in here to work from, you know, eight o'clock or nine o'clock to whenever it's work, I don't get lost in the social aspect. I don't, you know, online shop. I don't read other people's posts um, or memes or any of that. However, I do have a strong meme game. I'm just saying, but I have an agenda and I do my work. You got to treat it like work and not a hobby. Yeah, I absolutely agree. All right. One last question before we wrap it up. Uh, tell me, I want to, I want to ask this question more. I love reading books and a good book can like literally change your life. Is there, give me two books. One should, could be like marketing business related and another one could be any of your choice that has made a significant impact of, on your life. Like what books would you recommend for people uh, let's see here. I have several books. I, I'm a book hoarder. Um, and I like to take them and just, you know, read over and over. I do like to just read for fun. Um, which I know a lot of people are like, what? <laughs> but, um, I'm a huge John Steinbeck fan. So I like his books. East of Eden is one of my favorite books that I read over and over again. Um, there's really no, value to that book except for the storyline is amazing um but for marketing books i like um i just started niche down um and i have actually have several right beside me i don't really have a favorite you know to say i just pick up um tidbits from each book and whenever i do i'll you know i have a notebook that i write down you know some lines in or you know, something that I want to remember. Um, another favorite of mine is Zig Ziglar. I love his books, all his sales books. He's, and just listening to him on YouTube. I don't know if you listen to Zig Ziglar. I listened. All. I haven't read any books of his. I like his quotes and I listen to him on YouTube, but I haven't read any books. I love his voice. I don't know what it is about his voice that I love so much. Um, but I do love his voice. So I'll, I'll listen to him on YouTube, but his books are just as brilliant as his stuff on YouTube. Uh, he's just so matter of fact with everything. Right. So he just, he doesn't beat around the bush, but the way he comes off and says some of this stuff, I mean, you can, anybody at any education level can understand what he's saying because he simplifies it. And he makes you think like, Oh, crap. Okay. 
I didn't think of that or, you know, whatever. And just his story alone, he's one of my absolute favorites. So Zig Ziglar stuff, um, John Give Steinbeck. Give me one book of his. Um, gosh, you, I knew you were going to put me on the spot. Um, I just bought his new one. No, I don't have it right beside me. I can't, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, let me look. Let me look. Just a second. Don't don't do this to me. <laughs> I just got it. Let me. And I I do a lot of audio books too. I'll uh, share one with the audience and with you if you're interested. Yeah, Seth, go ahead. Seth Golden. This is marketing. Such a brilliant book, and as you said, he puts it in such a simplified terms. Like I don't know five words, and I would ramble like. 10 minutes and say the same thing that he does in like 10 words. Just yeah. so really. Born to win was one of my favorites. See you at the tops. Another one that's good on, on Zig Ziglar books. Um, I do have Dean Graziosi's new book. Uh, I haven't started that one yet. And um, Grant Cardone is, I, I've got one of his real estate books that I'm reading and I like him. I like, cause he's just kind of like, you know, blunt and speaks to it. Um, so I thought I'm going to give one of his books a try. But uh, Zig Ziglar is a good one that I always go to. I, and I just put in some stuff for like niche down. Um, I have all of the ClickFunnels group or books as well. And, you know, kind of read those. Those always stay by my right beside my desk. I always have these. Um, because I refer to them, especially whenever I'm building storyline and um, all that jazz. So those always stay here, but my other books are put up. Yeah, thanks for that, Kathy. And thanks for coming. Uh, yes. I really appreciate you being here. Would you share with people where they can find you online? Sure. I have several things that I do online. You can find me just Kathy Walls on Facebook. My profile is open. You see my face now. It's the same face on my uh, profile. Also, I have Catalyst Genius, which is a um, paid group. We're four coaches. We pay or, you know, we do some stuff with you. We train you. We, you can drop links and questions and we, we help you there. We have um, some real good a real good team set up there. So that's catalystgenius.com. And then I have my free Facebook group, how to, um, um, mastering digital marketing, how to win online with Kathy walls. So and that's tied to my Facebook profile as well. So, um, but I'm everywhere. Come find me. As always at affiliatejourney.co slash Kathy, you can find all the links that she mentioned and that we talked about in the interview. And I'm in both of those groups and I highly, highly recommend them. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, Kathy, thanks again for coming. appreciate you being here. Thank you, Mandrag. I appreciate it. I I really enjoy doing podcasts and, and you're you're on a good journey. I've been watching you. You're doing really well. I'm like watching and seeing you go. You're going to make it big. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and watching. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review if you're watching, I mean, listening on iTunes. And until next Tuesday, goodbye, everyone. Bye, Katie. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the very end. I hope you enjoy the episode. Kathy is awesome. Uh, so if you want to connect with her again, go at affiliatejourney.co slash Kathy. Uh, you can connect with myself. I will have the links over there. And if you are listening on Apple, it helps show a lot. If you leave us a review, it will mean a lot. Or if you share with your friends who you think might benefit as well, help us spread the word. Uh, so subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, cheers for your success. <laughs>